0: You're listening to the Just Go Bike Podcast. I'm Shane Church, a cyclist from Pleasant Hill. Can't wait to hear this new Just Go Bike Podcast.
1: I'm your host, TJ Jeskowitz from Ragbri. And I'm Mark Wyatt from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. Well, this is the podcast where we talk about bicycles just for the fun of it. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about Ragbrai on this podcast. We're going to talk about different biking events, just activities, whatever throughout the Midwest, throughout the country. Come for the bikes, stay for the fun, leave with a smile. That's our motto. And this can you believe what episode we're on, Mark? Hey,
0: uh we're uh, we're solid in episode 20 now. Aren't 20.
1: We? Wow so 20 down uh i know we started this thing right about the route announcement party in the big bike expo in january and um you know it's it's been picking up a nice little following throughout the country and uh met mm-hmm. a few of the folks along the way i just you know just pulling into a, a place riding whatever and just just hearing from people say hey you really enjoy it or or you know just seeing notes on the forums or or on facebook saying hey we do listen to the podcast and, and keep up to good work and and it's it's good to see those notes every once in a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's been fun. It's remarkable that uh, this is uh, as as easy it is to do. And, uh, you know, it's just having conversations yeah. about bicycling, and we love to do hey, that. That sounds good. So what's on your bike radar? You know, I got this story that keeps recycling that I love. Um, over in Omaha, uh, somebody went to the hardware store and bought a bunch of plungers. Ah. Glued them to the road and created their own protected bike lanes. <laughs> it lasted for about four hours. In fact, they even put reflective strips at the top of the plunger handle, which I thought was fantastic. And uh, I think the the quote uh, in the paper was from one of the engineers that said, you know, those protected bike lanes cost millions of dollars. And I'm like, (laughs) I think it cost 48 bucks from the uh, hardware store to get that protected bike lane put in. Classic.
1: That's a pretty good one. Classic. Well, it's definitely like an an ace uh, special right there. Plungers on the road. So (laughs) keeping people safe for years. Well, good. I like that. Joke. Joe,
0: Joe Connolly sent me that uh, that story, and, and I think we're going to see him coming up yeah. here uh, in the next week or so. Yeah,
1: good old Joe Connolly over in, he's a Council Bluffs guy, and uh, I remember going to Joe's house, he lived on top of this massive hill, and if you could ride the top of the Connolly Hill back where his, his oh, place yeah. was in Council Bluffs, you were, that was your king of the mountain, if you could ride that hill, so... Yeah. Well, the other yeah, that was a pretty cool place. The other thing going on, um, we are recording this. It's Monday, Memorial Day, and mem- Memorial Day obviously is special in, in different ways to uh, you know a ton of people throughout. I mean, I'm I'm from a military family. My brother served um, over 20 years, probably 25 years in the Navy. Uh, father-in-law served, lots of, lots of uh, relatives have, have served as well. And um, the other thing that we always see on RAGBRAI is just an amazing amount of military teams that, that come, um, you know, and, and it gives them a break from, you know, their duty to, to serve our country. And when we see the, the folks out there from, if it's Team Navy, if it's um, obviously Team Air Force, which is one of the, the larger teams on RAGBRAI, but also we see teams from, from Marines and, and Army and Air Guard and, and you name it. They're, they're all out there. And a lot of people, you probably didn't even know if they, they served our country. And then all of a sudden you see that, uh, that they're proudly wearing that, that jersey that day. And um, we saluted them last year. Uh, one of the neat things that um, I had the, the privilege, uh, a gentleman by the name of Clarence, I won't say his last name, from Cedar Rapids. I believe he was 92 years old. And he rode that day in a Creston and picked up his, his hat on Veterans Appreciation Day. And I, I believe he served in World War Two and Unbelievable. I mean, the the gentleman had ridden that day, which was pretty killer day, and he still had a smile on his face and just um, boy um hope to see him out there again uh, as well as all the other folks on on military teams that have you know taking taking a day off from from serving the nation but serving it in a different way and you know proudly wearing their colors out on ragbri or any other event um riding with with pride
0: yeah yeah one of my teammates Jeremy Snyder he uh he was in the army uh did a tour of duty in Iraq uh, way back when before the uh, initial um initial operations there desert storms desert shield and uh and he had small kids then you know one of his one of his child was just born and and uh, he's over there uh on a tour of duty and he comes back and says hey uh you wanna ride ragbri and and we're like sure um but you know knowing that he'd been in a tent in the desert for a year i think he could survive a tent on ragbri for a week so we, we took him along, and, and he's been great. But he, he did appreciate uh, that uh, veteran's hat last year. He thought that was pretty Very
1: cool. Very cool. And we had a few crew members as well out there. Um, one that just actually retired out this year from, from the Air National Guard was uh, Marty Smith, who you probably know Marty. And Hello. now lives in the Des Moines area. Works for the state, but he's been working with us. Works with the the young people on our baggage truck. So if you're out there on Ragbri, you might run into Marty Smith. Um, served our nation several tours over there, and um, you know, luckily, luckily, he he came back on every one of them. But I know he's lost some friends along the way, and I know my brothers lost friends along the way as well. So um, you know, just here's thinking to those people. That's what Memorial Day is all about. The ones that don't have that opportunity to come back and ride a bike um, with Jeremy or, or with Marty or anyone else. So, um, you know, we, we definitely, you know, we're thinking of you on this, on this Memorial day and, and every day. So thank you for your service. Appreciate what you've done for our country. Well, we've got some other things to chat about Mark. I know uh, this edition, we have uh, a story about a, a guy that's been doing some designer bicycles and one of the time trial bikes or triathlon bikes that, that they've come up with is a KISS logoed bicycle. We're not talking lips. We're talking rock and roll. And if if you want to see, you know, uh, just uh, unfortunately we, we don't have video right now, but or you would see what this, this cool bike. So certainly in the liner notes we'll put in uh, what this KISS bike looks like. But I believe Brian Powers did an interview with with the creator of the kiss bicycle and so you, your musical tastes have, have wandered a bit over the years mark um, any any cool stories as far as music and bicycling that, that have combined
0: you know this is this is kind of cool because Jeremy who I talked about just a little bit ago his wife Tracy Snyder is the world's biggest kiss fan oh and uh, so yeah we got a we got an episode for this whole family yeah I I, this is, this is perfect. You know, I've, uh, I've been, Yeah, did you, did you throw out your shows that you've been to just on Facebook? You know, everybody <laughs> was putting the, uh, the nine shows they went to and, and one of them was a lie. Did you, uh, I didn't did do that, that, but
1: I could probably rattle off some amazing shows. I, I'm definitely you know, a music aficionado in my mind. Uh, I've seen Kiss. I actually took my, my young son at the time, Chase, up in, saw him in New York, which was really cool up in Saratoga Springs. Obviously, Gene and Paul are from up in that area. So, um, it was really cool to see Kiss in their home state, but, uh, I've seen the boss being from Jersey. It's, you're kind of required to see the boss, like, you know, every other year. Mm -hmm. So, um, grew up in in Florida so saw Buffett enough times in my life and saw Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers enough being a a Gainesville kid growing up so there those are those are some for sure but I've I mean, I can I I go to the other end of the spectrum where I've seen people like you know Duran Duran and, and Elvis Costello as well. So um, I've sure. seen some um, I've seen some wild shows and um, seen them the Chili Peppers. I mean, just just lots of cool shows along the way. Um, yeah. But hey, it's it's all rock and roll. Uh, you know, it's it's good right. to get out and see live music and. Um, one of the things that we, we pride ourselves on, rag Bri, is bringing you live music. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of bike rides out there. I remember, you know, working on other bike rides or going to other bike rides, and they would have, you know, maybe a guy up there with a banjo and or a, a talent show, and that was their entertainment. And, you know, Ragbri is is you know, putting 20,000 people in the town square to listen to some pretty good music. And if it's local musicians or like this year, we have um, Bob Marley's band, The Wailers, that are going to play in Clear Lake. Mm. Um, Cowboy Mouth, if you've not seen Cowboy Mouth, oh my. That is, I I think that guy's working off more calories, Fred the drummer, than anyone riding rag (laughs) bright when he's he's out there pounding the skin. So um, so it's all good stuff, but- uh, What was- what was the first one that kicked it off? Was that Blues Traveler? Was that
0: that first big national touring act?
1: Yeah, I think um, we were in Cedar Falls, and I think it was about wow. You're going to jar my memory. I'm going to say it was 2007, Cedar Falls, That's and at the dome, and we had Blues Traveler played. It was a it was a um, fundraiser for Live Strong, if I recall. And lots of people there. It was a fun night. Blues Travel put, put on a really nice show and um, good musicians. And um, I think right around the 4th of July, they they go play Red Rocks just about every year yep. and pack the place. And, you know, we put on a pretty good show to have Blues Traveler there. And, you know, it's not bad. So so I will tell you this. Yeah, we've, my, my first yeah. concert ever, though, Mark, I saw mm-hmm. Rush when I was... Oh, probably oh, nice. 12, 13 years old, and um, that was—I uh, think the ticket was about four dollars. And you know, it, even with inflation, it doesn't equal out to what probably those bands are getting today. But uh, I don't think we'll see Rush on ragbri anytime soon. I, I think that'd be pretty awesome. But uh, <laughs> but um, you know that that I don't think Rush will will ever be on ragbri I'm gonna say,
0: so. you know, but it's only a three piece three-piece band i mean that's uh that's cheaper than some of these bands that we're gonna bring yeah
1: yeah that's true that's true if if we paid them by the by the musician i think we'd get a pretty good deal on rush (laughs) oh well well that's gonna be cool to listen in um i'm sure the the kiss bike is gonna be pretty cool i bet i bet jeremy and his wife would probably appreciate the kiss bike maybe we'll take it for a spin uh one day Cool. All right. Well, hey, we got a great edition of episode 20 of the Jisco Bike Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. Um, 20 down. Wow. There, here we go.
2: Hello, Gisco Bike listeners. This is Kyle Munson back with another interview on the Just Go Bike podcast. I am talking with a unique individual uh, in British Columbia today. And uh, in my former life, I might've talked about this on the podcast before, but I was actually a music critic as a journalist for about a decade of my life and interviewed all kinds of musicians. Uh, I interviewed Gene Simmons once, Gene Simmons of KISS, the legendary blood spewing rock star in platform heels and makeup. Uh, with the rock band out of New York that defined, kind of, the outer limits of glam and fireworks and pyrotechnics for arena rock in the 1970s, and still today, I talk, I interviewed Gene Simmons, something like 17 years ago when Kiss was on its farewell tour, supposedly. Although Gene at that time, (laughs) Gene admitted that, you know, never trust a band that says it's on its farewell tour. He was a showman. He knew what was up. But so I have on the phone a bicycle designer. So we're talking, yes, we're talking both rock and roll and kiss, and we're talking bicycles because on the phone with me is Milan Skresik, who is the creative brain, he and his wife, behind a bicycle company, Chicago. A... These are custom triathlon Italian design bicycles, and Milan has the distinguished honor of being the first person that I know, at least, to design a KISS-sanctioned bicycle. Thanks for coming on to the podcast, Milan. Thanks for having us, Kyle. So uh, this is strange. So let's start from the beginning in terms of where were you in the world when you must have picked up some sort of an obsession for KISS or rock music? Uh, were you in the crowd somewhere in Italy or in Europe or in Canada? What, what happened to you?
3: You know, great question. You know, everybody, I think anybody who's ever known me, um, you know, growing up in the prairies, I'm, I'm from a, a, a great city called Winnipeg, and it's right in the geographical center of North America. And it's a really great place for bands to come true, uh, through and a great place for things to get tested out. So we're a great test market. So when they tested out like, you know, different types of cola and stuff like that, well, anyways, that's where they tested it. Um, Growing up in the prairies, everybody loved rock and roll back in the 80s and the 90s and all that kind of stuff. So Kiss was one of the bands that I really connected with. You know, I love the fact that they were all about, you know, they're over the top. It's all about, you know, total glam on stage. Mm. And they actually have some, pretty catchy tunes right right so um so i catch uh, you know I, I growing up with that it's it's uh, anybody that's ever known me it, it was like really a really great brand to listen to obviously i have a musical taste all over the you know genres everything all over the map but you know having you know just turned uh, or just turning 47 now um you know still i still catch myself listening to kiss so um that brings us to where we're at now i guess uh my wife and I started a bike company, and uh, we wanted to to really kind of um, make a splash, I guess you would say, make a make a big entrance in our in our uh, in the grand scheme of things. So we're we we thought, how what do we love? You know, we we listen to Gary Vee a lot, so we 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 love. We want to we want to figure out what do we love. So we love rock and roll, and we love cycling or triathlon. So what do we got to do? We got to marry the two together. So. We came up with the idea to get a licensing agreement with KISS, and we splashed KISS all over the bikes, and, and now we have one amazing <laughs> rock and roll bike, well, the Cicló <laughs> Batio.
2: Well, and we'll put photos on our, um, you know, on our website and um, everywhere else on social media too. I mean, this is uh, just for, so for people now listening. It's a black mm-hmm. and white bike. You know, it's striking in, in, in the two-tone, uh, a mm-hmm. white chain. Uh, little details like I noticed I think you have the band members faces on the front fork uh, yep. in kind of a design so you could have with a band like KISS you could have gone any direction uh, but you, d- you decided for kind of the basic black and white look I guess well
3: here's the thing at first glance it looks like a black and white bike but if you look closer just like you said Kyle there are little detail little things on there that make it a lot different than every other cookie cutter bike out there mm-hmm. um, so starting with the front we'll, we'll start with the paint actually it's a violent pearlescent paint so if you actually hold the paint up against the sun or if you see it in the shadows there is a a hue of purple in there because the band loves to use all different types of colors in their show so they have lighting obviously when they're on stage it's purples, it's red it's greens right so we thought we'd go with a pearlescent violent uh violet um paint job so in there we covered that we masked it out with some really great intense black because obviously black leather and black is kind of what they always wear as well mm-hmm. and, and we put the icons we call those the icons so the little the starman the demon the spaceman and the catman we put those icons all over the bike as well and we also put uh, digital signatures of Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley on the bike don't forget inside the wheel wells the bike is red so it has that blood red sort of color along with <laughs> <laughs> from gene when he always does his little uh you know spinning uh you know spitting fire and, right. and, and spitting out some blood he has the uh it has a kiss repeating pattern very well detailed inside the front forks and in the rear forks of the wheel well so it's actually really really filled with a lot of cool little details
2: i mean so this was this it took longer than overnight to design this, and I imagine it took even longer to negotiate the deals. I mean, it's not an easy thing to approach a, a business entity the scale of Kiss and say, "Hey, can we sell a bike for you?" I'm. What was the big hurdle? That that just just getting in the door had to be something.
3: Yeah, you know what? I think when we first approached them, it was way over a year ago, and they it was their licensing company called Epic Rights. So they handle all of the licensing agreements for Kiss. Mm-hmm. So they, Kiss has done everything from coffins to condoms to <laughs> you know everything, life right? and so death and everything in between. All over the map. <laughs> but this is one category they've never been in, right? They've never made a bicycle. Which is they made a motorcycle once. And right. It was like a and it was a one off. And then that one is just I don't know where it went. Who knows? But they've never done anything that somebody could actually ride.
2: Yeah, well, to be fair, I don't know if they have clips in the bottom of their platform boots or not, but that would be an interesting...
3: (laughs) (laughs) Not yet, but you have to remember, uh, Gene and Paul are very healthy individuals. Gene has never sifted a drop of alcohol in his whole life, True, and Paul, to this day, works out every single day, right? So that when when I met them a couple weeks ago in Laughlin, Nevada for their show... I mean, I was astounded at what great shape they are right now. Last night they played in Moscow. They're going to play. They're on a European tour right now, hmm. so they're playing nightly. They're not, but they're not just standing there. Paul is running around the stage, and he's in his you know late sixties, right? So um, that's that's a major feat for someone like that. Like, yeah. These guys are very healthy individuals, so it, and that's why they they really got attracted to this to this. Um, to this category right well we came with a hey we want to do a bicycle and they're like you're kidding me you want to do a bicycle cool and then when i said it, it's it's a high it's a premium so it's a high performance triathlon bike so these bikes are carbon fiber the the forks uh, the carbon fiber the the handlebars carbon fiber everything's carbon fiber on this bike now we've partnered with ceramic speed so they have the oversized uh, pulley wheel bearings on the back for the rear derailleur we have mm. the uh, we have a ceramic bottom bracket that comes standard on all the bikes. So this isn't just here. We're just cheaping out. We're putting kiss all over a bike. These are premium, high-end triathlon bikes. Which, when you see it, like we had, you know, Gene was just floored. I mean, he was just staring at, it like, what? I can't believe how the quality of this bike, right? He, you know, when they hear they're when they hear, oh, we're going to do bike, they're like, yeah, we're going to do bike. They think we're going to do a kids bike, I guess, right? But when right. they saw the bike, they were. They were floored and when Paul picked it up it was so light he was literally throwing it around in the air when we have pictures, right so it was so so
2: light how how um, yeah did you give each of them a bike did, did they ride it around backstage or what was that yeah, like
3: they were presented uh, backstage uh, at the Laughlin show with their both their bicycles so um, obviously we have different wheel sets that come with the bike so Gene had the rear disc and the front tri spoke and Paul had the 88 Millimeter deep dish carbon wheels, um, and they liked them both. They they loved, you know, they loved the difference between both because you know they're they're both quite different individuals, um, and they uh, they they loved it. They and, and now they're at their homes. Obviously, they're not at home right now, but uh, you know, once they get back, they can obviously hop on their bikes and go for a ride if they want.
2: Wow. So what does what does this creation of yours retail for typically? What, what like if the average non rock star wants to go out and get a kiss bike, uh, what's it cost?
3: Well, uh well these the frame and forks with the seat post and the handlebars which are all carbon, that starts or that retails for 39.99 and that comes with the ceramic speed bottom bracket. So that's at you know in the grand scheme of things, that's a super super affordable price when it comes to a premium triathlon frame set, right? So that's yeah. just the frame set. If you're going to get a component group two, which is Altegra, on um, you know components with um, uh, you know the eighty-eight millimeter wheels. That one retails for sixty-four ninety-nine, right? So that's Man. where it starts. So a complete bike, sixty-four ninety-nine. Again, grand scheme of things, if you you know pick the same component group and you put it on another brand, the other brand is going to be more expensive. But these ones are one of a kind bikes. These are all hand made and hand painted so they're all unique in their own little way. The star transitions that are on all of the bikes are all different, right? They're all completely different. So they're these are one of a kind. So if you want to assert your individuality during your triathlon or your, you know, you want to rock the bike, <laughs> you're going to get one of these, one of these uh, Batios.
2: Were you out there when you and your wife were laying the groundwork for this company? were you doing market research in terms of other branded bikes that are out there? Where did you see other rock star or other celebrity endorsed bikes that were intriguing or things you did or did not want to do that kind of a thing?
3: Yes, we did. We did a lot of research when it came to that. Uh, That's a great question, Kyle. The, um, so right now in, and I'll use America and Canada as an, as an example, the, you know the age groupers, as we like to call them, for all triathlons. I'm sure you know everybody knows what age groupers are. Those are the people that are out there to have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Now, Kiss's mandate in in for every show that they do is all about having a good time. It's all about having fun. So we wanted to target obviously the age grouper who is, you know, clearly you're not going to win. You're not going to win the the races. Maybe you could. You know, if you trained really hard, mm-hmm. but our target is that we're targeting the, the 35 to 55 year old, you know, male or female, it's split down the middle because there's plenty of female KISS fans out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we wanted to really make it, um, unique to each person, right? Because listen, the KISS army has 50 million fans arguably in it right now, right? So the KISS army is the, is the, is the number of fans that they have that are, that follow the band all over the world, uh, and and go to their shows. So we did our research, and we wanted to target those type of people. This bike isn't for everyone. This if if they want to go out and buy another brand that want that that looks like everybody other everybody else's bike out there, they can go ahead and do that. But ours are individual. They're signed. They come with a certificate of authenticity, which is amazing. They all they all have a serial number on them, right? So they're mm-hmm. all going to be they're all going to be very very um expensive in the long run if you know what i mean
2: right right so why why are you a bike designer instead of in some other kind of business why why do you have a passion for this
3: well you know growing up in the in the prairies i was on the provincial team for manitoba uh you know way back in the day um i loved bikes my father loved bikes my brother loved bikes we i remember watching the tour de france and watching Bernardino and greg lemond you know and, Killing everybody in the tour, and, and you know, watching guys like Sean, you know Sean Kelly, just crush everybody in the Perreux Bay. Like, just, I, it, it was like such a passion for me, and and you could hear it in my voice. I still have that passion. Right. You know? Like, figure out what you love to do, and figure out a way to get paid for it. My dad said, right, and I'm sure everybody in the world's also also said that same quote. So that's why I'm a bike designer. I really, I really love seeing greatly or, like, well-designed bikes being ridden really hard and really well in great races. I, myself, am a, am a triathlete as well. I'm doing Arizona 70.3 this year. I have a four or five, you know, sprint and Olympic triathlons going on throughout the season. Hmm. And, like, I still have a passion for it, right? I love getting on the bike. It's it's my release. And you know what? Every day on a bike is a great day.
2: Yeah, that's that's a good quote for this podcast. I mean, we celebrate riders of all types and bicycle culture in all its forms and that's true that's why we say just go bike get out there get on two wheels and have fun whatever that means for you so every day yeah. every day on a bike is a good day so what does this lead to for you I mean is this Will you have I don't know uh, more Kiss bikes for other members like Eric Carr and and things like that, or will you? Could you have? Will you have other bikes for other uh, bands or other kind of interesting artistic tie-ins? Where does this go for you? You know, looking at the um, at the in the grand scheme
3: of things, when it comes to rock stars, I believe. Well, we, my wife and I, Laura, who's right here with me, we we think that um, this is the only band that made sense. To being put like tied to or, or a collaboration with a bike company, mm. I can't see I can't see any other you know rock band entity in my mind. I don't know why that that would that would be tied to a bike. But having said that, I'm sure there there somebody might want to do it. Doesn't matter. Um, we you know as a, as a bike company Chicalo, we do offer road bikes. We offer triathlon bikes on their own. We have the Alato road bike. We have the Arpione triathlon bike, and those bikes are. Those bikes are super fantastic, um, so you know, in the, like I said, in the grand scheme of things, we still have other brand, other you know, other frame sets and, and other bikes out there. And if somebody doesn't want a kiss bike, well, they can definitely get themselves just an Arpioni triathlon bike, and, and they look very similar, uh, and they're still super affordable because our mandated Chicalo bikes is. You know, making it super affordable. I, I see some of the frame sets that were just launched this year and and, and last year, you know, from some bigger companies, and you know, fifteen thousand dollars for frame and forks. Come on, guys! I mean, that's 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 a little too much, <laughs> don't you think? Let's keep the let's keep the sport fun. Let's get everybody on a bike. Let's not just make it an elitist sport. Let's have a lot of fun with it.
2: Yeah, no, the egalitarian um, mindset is you know very much in keeping with the podcast, uh, you know. I celebrate the creativity of making whatever kind of bike anybody wants to make. But it's true that uh, whether it's through a local bicycle collective or something else, you know, there's a bike that everybody can get their hands on one way or another, is mm-hmm. uh, is what I hope. Perfect. Uh, well said. Well said. So, Thank you. So, um, I got to ask, what's your favorite Kiss song?
3: Oh, you know, there's so many. I love Dr. Love. I love... Um... Shock Me by uh, Ace Freely, I love that. Mm-hmm. Deuce, Strutter. I mean, any, anyone's... If you got, I just saw them, like I said, in concert. If you follow me on Instagram or if you follow Chicago Bikes on Instagram, you'll see some pictures and some, some great video from that concert. I'll even post another one today. Seriously, so much fun to see them in live in concert. Kiss is an amazing band to watch. They're great guys to meet. They're super down to earth. And, uh, and, and they love the bike. You know so if you're yeah. if you're looking to rock your next triathlon get yourself a Chicago Baccio. <laughs> were you
2: i mean were you on the bike <laughs> when you had this brainstorm to like hey if we want to f- yeah. <laughs> start this company we got to make a splash here's the way to wh- how, where where were you do you remember the moment when you when this came together
3: you know my wife and i we we um we were uh, we were just we were just sitting on the couch one day and i, I she's really great uh for ideas um she is a uh uh uh, fantastic creative spirit in her, in her, in her mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she's like, she's always watching me like goofing around and I, we got two kids now. So we're I'm always playing with them. Right. So, so she's like, you know, why don't, why don't you do something like with somebody like, like a collaboration? Like, why don't you do something like, like, you know, with like kiss or something, you know, like maybe a <laughs> kiss bike. you know, and you could just see her like waving her hands and we're, and I'm just looking at her like, you are brilliant. What a great idea. <laughs> right. So she, she gave she gives me a lot of ideas bless her heart she's such a a, a a great champion uh for this company so she's she's super super great so she has a lot of great ideas so that was the, the exact moment where just I think we're I think we saw a kiss oh my god uh, she, we were watching a video or something one night and she's like yeah I want you do like a kiss bike so that that's where it came from that's great yeah
2: yeah so is Laura's brain all right all credit to Laura then and that's 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 great. Yeah. <laughs> well um, one more question this is something we ask of everybody on the podcast mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of a signature question what is your favorite kind of pie it's not a very so, rock star question but it's just uh, it's our abiding ending question for everybody Did you say pie? Pie, (laughs) that's right. I sometimes get that reaction, yes. What is your favorite kind of pie? (laughs) Dessert, your favorite kind of pie.
3: Well, I guess in the true uh, sense of of, uh, rock and roll, I would say cherry pie. (laughs) <laughs> there we go.
2: Well,
3: I... and that's a tongue-in-cheek sort of double entendre there. Right, <laughs> right.
2: Gene Simmons would approve, I'm sure. So, <laughs> <would>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much. This is fun, and uh, so the bike. Uh, just what you just launched, literally this past month, right?
3: Uh no, actually, um, well, we just gave the bikes to Kiss. So yeah, we we launched it earlier on in or late February, early March. So that okay. would be like a month and a half ago. So, um. So yeah, we're super excited. We've sold wheels all over the world already, and we're and now that we've we've given the bikes to the guys, uh, we're just uh, we're waiting for the for the uh, frame set and the bike orders to start rolling in. So get to chicagobikes.com, everybody, and order a bike. They're very limited, very limited in their production. So um, get them before they're gone.
2: All right. Well, thanks for talking about your craft bikes, Milan, and I appreciate it. And uh, I will hopefully see you at a Kiss concert somewhere down the road.
3: Yeah, awesome, Kyle. Thanks for t- talking to us.
2: All right, take care. Bye-bye.
4: Greetings, everybody. This is Andrea, and that means it's time for pair Talk. Today I've got an actually kind of serious question from Trisha from Craft Haulers. What do you do on RAGBRAI when it rains? And I'm going to take it a little further and, and talk about what do you do on Ragbri when there's severe weather? Because in general, the answer to what do you do when it's raining on Ragbri is just keep riding. You're not going to melt, and as long as you stay warm, you'll be fine. Um, You do need to pay attention to whether or not your body temperature is still staying warm. Um, And if you don't feel like riding with a jacket, which I usually don't, you can use a trash bag and um, put some holes for your head and arms, and that will at least help keep your body heated until you get somewhere where you can warm up. So the next step is to increase your situational awareness because it's going to be wet. It's going to be slick. And you need to know what your options are in case severe weather does develop. Um, And part of that is checking your phone, making sure that your phone has any reception. And if it does, checking the weather. And if it doesn't, um, trying to figure out who can you contact in case things really go south quick. Is there going to be a farmhouse? Is there a business? Is there just any kind of shelter that you could take refuge in? Um, What are your options? So let's say there's lightning and thunder in your area. Basically, if you can see lightning or hear thunder, it's time to start thinking about what your plan is gonna be. Taking shelter under a tree is not a viable option because trees are one of the number one places that lightning strikes, and if you're under that tree when lightning strikes, you're gonna get fried. So you're gonna to wanna to try to find some kind of shelter, a barn, a silo even, just anything that will keep you out of the elements and shelter you. If there's really nothing around, Um, the best option is to get into a low-lying area on your feet but crouch down into a little ball because then you minimize your surface area and you minimize your contact with the ground. Now, some people will take their chances and keep riding if the lightning is very sparse or very distant. That's up to you to make that call, Um, but just keep in mind that your rubber tires will not protect you from a lightning strike. They're just not thick enough. So let's say things go a step further and it starts to hail. Now, usually in Iowa, hail stays pretty small and your helmet would protect you. But if it gets bigger and bigger, you're gonna have to find a shelter somewhere and you're just gonna have to keep riding until you see somewhere that you can get under a shelter. The other thing to keep in mind is that usually hail means that more severe weather is on its way. So that is a great time to start going for your tornado action plan. So moving up in the scary factor, let's say you see a tornado watch on your phone. A watch is not as serious as a warning. A tornado watch means that conditions are right for a tornado and you need to be prepared, but there hasn't actually been a tornado spotted in your area. A tornado warning means that there's a verified tornado and things are getting really serious fast. If you're not from tornado country, you may not know that actually most deaths from tornadoes come from flying debris. Even a piece of grass can seriously hurt or kill you. If you've ever seen those pictures of pieces of grass pushed into fence posts from tornadic winds, that actually happens. And it can escalate all the way up to cars or cows or pieces of buildings or anything else. So really, if you cannot find shelter and you cannot get underground, do the best you can to shelter yourself from that wind. Get into a cave or a ditch that's not flooding or just anywhere to protect yourself from the flying debris and wind. So let's say this severe weather happens in an overnight town or somewhere where you're camping. Each overnight town on Ragbri will have a tornado or severe weather action plan in place before the ride. So you might want to check that out on their website or check in with their information tent to kind of see what the plan is ahead of time just in case. Because the last thing you want to be doing is scrambling in the middle of the night in the darkness in a storm to try to figure out what you're going to do. Um, the other thing to do ahead of time is to just double check where you've put your tent I put my tent down in a ditch that was actually a drainage ditch before on accident, and I woke up in the middle of the night in a storm and it felt like it was on a waterbed and I had to get out of there fast. Um, Funny memory, but really scary at the time and luckily nothing happened. And if you've placed your tent under large trees, that's fine in normal weather, but if there's strong winds or lightning and thunder, you're gonna need to get out of your tent and wait until the storm passes because Branches can and will fall off of a tree, and they have injured people severely or even killed people. So you really need to be aware of that. If there is an actual tornado or hail in the camp, then you're going to need to evacuate and follow the overnight town's emergency plan. Usually, you're not going to need to lay awake wondering whether or not a tornado is just going to mysteriously happen. Usually, there's going to be storm clouds. There's going to be warning on your phone. Um, You're going to hear from people around you that there's severe weather coming. And if worse comes to worse, I've even seen people driving around in golf carts with megaphones letting people know, hey, there's severe weather coming, you got to evacuate. And you know, you might have to sleep in the gym overnight of some local school, but that's much better than being severely injured or killed in your tent in the middle of a storm. In ideal conditions, you should have about 10 or 15 minutes of warning for a really severe storm while you're camping. Um, so when you hear those people coming around and telling you it's time to evacuate, you really need to evacuate and get your rearing gear. Now, how often does this happen in rural Iowa? Um, maybe once every couple years when it's really severe. Uh, so you just need to be aware, and again, aware of your surroundings and talk to your fellow campers and just kind of know what's up. Um, but don't live in fear of a storm. Um, Usually there's, again, there's an action plan in place and you're going to be fine. You might be a little tired, but you're going to be fine. So that's my summary of how to deal with severe weather while biking in Iowa. If I've forgotten anything, you can leave us a note on one of our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Just Go Bike, or you can send us an email at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. Coincidentally, that is exactly how you can get a hold of me if you have a question for Parrot Talk. And I'd love to talk to you about really anything, cycling, whatever. Um, So anyway, I got to go. We got cows.
0: We've reached the end of another Just Go Bike podcast. This show is made possible by Think Iowa City and the curious surrounding communities. Think Iowa City with Jingle Cross and a whole lot of other events around bicycling. That place is starting to take off as far as great bicycling. Bikes to You. One of the best bike shops, one of the best women's clothing outfitters, and one of the best Rag Bright charters. Go visit Bikes to You and uh, find out more about what they can do for you. Finally, Primal. If you're looking for custom bike jerseys, shorts, accessories, now is the time to place your order. They have a great art staff, they have a great sales staff, and they're going to get you exactly what you want. You can find more in our show notes at jescobike.net. What do you want to talk about on this show? Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Jesco Bike. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesco Bike Podcast and join us next week for more.
1: And we do read those notes. I saw a couple of notes in there. One guy talking about, hey, we'd like to hear some more from Ragbri. And we do have our Ragbri pre-ride coming up where we're going to be talking quite a bit about Ragbri coming up. So so stay tuned to the Just Go Bike podcast. Lots of good Ragbri information coming up because we're we're getting pretty close to that. We're about fifty or so days out. So on this Memorial Day, I'm going to leave you with a quote from our president Ronald Reagan, who said We owe this freedom of choice and action to those men and women in uniform who have served this nation in its interest in time of need. In particular, we are forever indebted to those who have given their lives that we might be free. And that just really sums it up. Um, We're able to enjoy these freedoms along the way, thanks to those brave men and women who gave all. So thanks again for tuning in to the Just Go Bike podcast. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer. Brian Powers is the show's producer, and the Just Go Bike podcast is brought to you by the Des Moines Register, a part of the USA Today Network.